our job as strength coaches and Coach Kaz tells this to every single recruit we talk about, our number one job is to reduce catastrophic injuries mm. and or how catastrophic an injury could be. Injury like reduction, you know. Um, I think I saw you say something about injury prevention the other day. Like, it's not the right terminology. You know, it's it's reducing how catastrophic an injury is. Like, that's what that's what it all comes back to. Um, does being more fast uh, gonna assist with that? Yeah, um, that can help with hamstring health. So, if you whittle it all, it all just comes back to injury uh, reduction and reducing how catastrophic an injury is and everything that you do training wise fits under that umbrella yeah no amen to that and uh how do you see there's been a lot of you know talk out there about acl days you know high force and then pairing it in the weight room and then in, in you know max velocity days um you know high high velocity maybe less ranges of motion Again, without giving away too many of, you know, secrets and things, but like just from a 10,000 foot standpoint, what have been some of the people and things that you've seen that maybe don't do it as well? Um, and then, you know, within college football as a whole, like how, how can we move the field better in the, and, you know, for the, for the coming generations? Um, yeah, I think um, with, with, with your training um, and how you organize things, um, Coach Cause does a really good job of, because he played in the NFL, you yep. know, he's been around. Dick Vermeil was the person that drafted him. He he coached for Dick Vermeil, so you know, being around some high level coaches like that, um, he's always pushing us to to see how it looks from a football coach's standpoint. Hmm. And so sometimes everything that you do isn't going to be perfectly in line with how it should look. Um, so just making sure that, that your training is the right type of training. It should be for the athlete, but also passes the smell test. <laughs> coach. So like, even though you're supposed to have full rest while you sprint, like, can you find a way to throw a med ball against the wall, do some push-ups? So it doesn't look like guys are standing around because like coach cause will press on us. Like if Bill Parcells walked out on the field, what would he say? You know, would he, would he like guys standing around? Probably not. So finding supersets like those types of things. Um, but from there, you know, figuring out a way within those constraints to do the most, scientifically sound and, and valid means of training. <clears throat> what do you think the young strength coaches, because, you know, you and I have been, been doing this for some time now. What do you think some of the younger strength coaches either miss or don't understand or haven't quite yet learned? I would think that same point I was just talking about. Um, they probably think like speed is kind of caught on where like, it's a big deal. And, uh -huh. um, People like programming it. I, I feel like people program speed a lot more than when I was coming up. It, it seemed like there was way more emphasis on conditioning when I was coming up. But 
you have this awesome speed complex, but once again, ask yourself if you got, if you want full rest because they're sprinting and you got 20 guys standing around, how does that look? You know, yeah. I, I mean, maybe you have a good relationship with your head coach and you can sell it to them, but maybe you sold the head coach, but there's nine other full-time assistants that have been other places and seen other things. They could have worked for Nick Saban at one point. Um, and so just, just finding a way to train for the specific demands of the sport, um, but also, you know, satisfying the, the, the smell test for, for a football coach. I think that is something that, like, I've really learned from Coach Cause because I used to be the opposite way. I mean, if I, if I think this is what's best, then this is what we need to do, you know. Taking a quick break from the show, everybody. Promise this will take less than 15 seconds. Friendly reminder, go ahead, hit that subscribe button below. It helps us out, and it helps you out by being notified whenever we have new content come out. So hit that subscribe button, and with this, let's get back to the show. Yeah, no, that's actually something that I, I had uh, a conversation with Les Spellman about, where he talks like, look, if I got brought in, they want me to do this. Like, I understand that I need to give them rest. So how can I kind of play the game a little bit? And he's like, you know, we'll talk about doing some low amplitude, um, either med ball switches or um, just wall drills to even even boom booms or like just drills that are low amplitude. They're low velocity, but they do pass that, hey, they're doing something. And they actually are kind of helping reinforce and re-ingrain the pattern of what you want to see when you have them sprinting, right? Is that where you're kind of getting to? Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, within that domain of speed work, what are some of the the top drills that you think do work that, whether it be, you know, low amplitude, but things that just kind of help reinforce those good sprint kinematics for any of your, you know, high track guys? Because, I mean, you're getting some dudes at TCU now, right? Like, you're getting dudes yeah. that understand how to sprint. Like, what what is that – you know, like in, in trying to be able to keep them intrigued over that long term of their career. Yeah. So uh, I got to give a shout out here. Uh, I'll make a point to shout out all the other four full timers with TCU, but Kyle Bolton is technically our, the, the guy that's in charge of speed. Okay. Um, and what makes him unique is that he's fast, <laughs> like really fast. He, he ran four, two, nine. Oh, wow. Seahawks. Um, spent some time in uh, professional football and NFL and CFL. Um, and he's actually tight with Les Spellman. It's funny you said that. Les, oh, nice. Les came down and hung out with us for a couple of days last fall in season. Um, so uh, we'll do a lot of, um, we call them primers. So after we get done warming up, you have some plyos of some sort. And then you also, that's when we'll do um, a lot of the A-series stuff. Um, and then we also, those would also be when we're starting to work into top-end work, that's when you'll be doing dribbles. Um, and that's when you get, like, your, your prime times, your straight leg bounds, um, C-skips for height, C-skips for distance, um, all those things. And then on actual, like, speed work, we'll do, like, complexes of, like, loaded A-cells and then you know, maybe a unloaded agility, um, maybe a, a broad jump, something like that. 
Um, and that's what like, what makes people faster? Like it's, there's so much that goes into it. Um, not to get stuck back talking about nutrition, but like nutrition is like one of the most underrated things to get people faster because if you can improve your body composition, I was about to say that that's where, I, that's where my head went with it at first too. Like it wasn't just give them the food. It's make them way less. Like, yeah. And I know like Brian, man, well, when he was at Mizzou, he ran some stats on that and like body composition has a huge, it's like, it sounds dumb to say it, but like people miss it. Like, he ran stats showing how much body comp is correlated to vertical jump. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, especially think about big men. If I can get these big guys to cut a little bit of body fat, they're going to move better. Um, so, yeah. And then, like, obviously the weight room has a role. Um, how much? I think <laughs> we know sometimes. <laughs> especially, like, the further you get away from the ball. Um and then also, you know, starting to get into some of these fringe theories of like skeletal frame and ISA angle. And like, that's when you're starting to kind of touch on things where you're like, if you like look into some of the stuff Dr. Pat Davidson is talking about, like with compressing guys. And if I widen out my rib angle, like the ISA angle is this right here. If I'm widening that out, is that impeding my ability to move? 